solstice, and I'd schooled it so it would follow me wherever I went, like a dog. At this he paused, struck through and through with bliss at the thought of arousing such devotion in a horse that it would follow him. There was no warmth yet in the level rays of the sun, and the dawn wind was cold on the mountainside, so that Ken presently began to shiver in his thin, dark, blue cotton jersey. He turned to face the wind, tasting something of freshness and wildness that went to his head and made him want to run and shout and ride and ride, to go on all day, as fast as he could and never stop. He was hatless, and the wind made a tousled mop of his soft, straight brown hair and whipped color into his thin cheeks that had not yet lost the whiteness of winter school days. His face was beautiful, with the young look of wildness and freedom, and his dark blue dreaming eyes. He must get on cigarette again. The moment this thought passed through his mind, Cigarette knew it, and turned her head a little to look at him. Her whole body got ready, not exactly resistant, but waiting. First he had an apology to make. In all fairness, he must tell Cigarette that the fault had been his own. He had put his heels into her. He knew exactly what his father would say if he told him about it. Cigarette bucked and tossed me. What did you do? Put your heels into her? Yes, sir. He and Howard had to say yes, sir, and no, sir, to their father, because he'd been an army officer before he had the ranch and believed in respect and discipline. Gathering up the rain, slipping it over Cigarette's head, Ken was humming, Yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir, no, sir. And this seemed to have a soothing effect on Cigarette. When his father had mounted Cigarette to show him how, she stood like a statue, never started or jumped, and then it moved off slowly and comfortably, like a well-behaved horse in a park. When he mounted her, like as not, she would toss him four or five times running, all because he couldn't help trying to grab on with his heels the moment he straddled her. That she wouldn't stand, and that he couldn't help doing. He turned her so that on her left side he was up the hill from her. She was not a tall horse, but even so, the jump from the ground for a boy was a long one, and sometimes his arms didn't pull strongly enough. Last summer he hadn't been able to do it at all, but when he had no saddle, must always mount by a fence or from a rock. So far this summer, he had missed it only a few times. He took hold of her withers and back, jumped and pulled, landed well up against her, held stiffly there by his arms, then carefully swung his blue-trousered leg over, and slowly, just like his father, settled to her back, legs hanging straight down. Cigarette was calm. He tightened his rein, squeezed the calves of his legs a little, and she moved off. One of the exciting things about coming up from school in Laramie to the summer vacation at the ranch was the weather. Always something doing. Winds and rainbows and calm, sunny days, then an electric storm, or frosts, or even blizzards. People said it was because of the 8,000-foot altitude. Now all the clouds in the sky had caught the sunrise colors, and there was a mingling of pink and red and gold and a keen blue, like electricity, and a wind that was boisterous, like someone scuffling with you, and it played and rippled over the green grass and made it look like watered silk. Green grass, green grass, he chanted, cantering along, thinking how different the green grass of the range was 
from the green grass and the little square lawns before the houses down in Laramie, because on the range it stretched as far as you could see, and there were jackrabbits hiding in it that sprang up and sailed away over it, riding on the wind with great leaps as big as small deer. And on the range you called it green grass, all in one word, and it was important. They read out of the newspaper, green grass in Federal County already, early in the spring. Everyone said, have you got green grass yet? We have. It was in the spring that it was important, after the last big snowstorm in May, and when all the horses and cattle were so thin and weak from the long winter that it seemed if the green grass didn't come soon, no one could stand it any longer. And it came first like just a tinge of pale green on the southern and eastern slopes, and the cattle picked and mouthed at it, and soon it was like green velvet, and then at last, in late June, like...